Alright guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce part one of this week's New Music Saturday podcast. And we kick off with an amazing interview with our good friend Amongst the Pigeons. We talk about all sorts of things uh, to do with his uh, weird, what do we say, weird, wonky, <laughs> wonderful music um, that he creates. He's got a brand new album coming out. Uh, in about a month or so uh, from the day that I'm recording this, 7th of May uh, 2021, uh, to remember the year there, um, that comes out. Absolutely fantastic, we're really looking forward to it. I've pre-ordered the Digipack CD uh, copy because it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, can't wait for that. And then we play a whole load of very, very cool heavy rock, punk, uh, there's a kind of garage rock tune in there. There's all kinds of like very, very cool stuff. Part one is rocking, you're going to absolutely love it. Part two is on the way soon. Thank you so much for listening, we really appreciate it please keep telling your friends cheers guys Welcome to New Music Started by Self, Dr. Bones, and the guitar to which they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? All right, brother. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm really good. I had a good haul. I think we both had a good haul on Bandcamp Friday, um, which is always fun. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, and the sun's been shining all week, and the rules have relaxed a bit, and we can sort of see people as long as we, you know, stay away from them and don't you know having a human contact <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah it's all right it's, uh, i have to say i'm in a good mood this week how about you uh pretty good man like it's, it's been a decent week i mean we're, we're we're back in the red so we're essentially locked down again so hooray for, hey. for another month but <laughs> it just it's you know i just i don't know what to say anymore i really don't so but no with that aside <laughs> let's get to the music and let's welcome our guests welcome amongst the pigeons welcome to the show Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. And uh, just setting it up, it, it happened fairly quickly, which is awesome, because normally it's not that we try to delay interviews, but there's so many people we want to interview and people that want to be interviewed that's trying to get them all organized is uh, is a bit of a trial sometimes, because, man, we, we have one free week this month. Otherwise, we are booked solid. 
So that's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. We don't get me wrong; we love it. But it's like, wow! I just was like, holy crap! Before I know it, we're almost like two months old. Oh, shit! Like this is a great, <laughs> this is a great, but it's a, uh, a, lot, a little bit extra prep, but totally worth it. So, um, I guess the the the, the first uh, question is: is uh, um, you uh, put up your new album for priori yesterday on Bandcamp? Now, <clears throat> how has this album, in particular, uh, kind of varied from the, from the the previous uh, three? So yeah, I I think this this forthcoming album, um, which is called Silence, will be assumed as acceptance, is my most collaborative album to date. When I started um, back in two thousand and eight, something like that, um, I was making largely electronica tracks with lots of samples, things ripped off YouTube and bits and bobs. And I over the years had a couple of collaborations with artists, but they were one or two things on the album. Whereas this album is predominantly uh, collaborations with other artists. And it's it certainly, for me, changed the, the feel of the album and has been a, a brilliant experience making it. Well, you know, speaking of collaborations, I noticed one that we haven't played on the show. I think we might have got a submission or might have... Um, well, not passed on, but it might have been too long. But we're just waiting for a short song. It's a band called Fast Trains. Mm, yes, I saw yeah. collaborations. Like, you know, like I've, I've heard the stuff. They're they're, they're badass, and I just I can't remember. I think I'm not sure if we get the submission or, or not, but uh, we will be getting to them at some point. I hope. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, Tom Tom's brilliant. His uh, his music is um, it, it's just awesome. So clever. Well, um, so. Uh, we did because um, the last Bandcamp Fridays, this because your albums, uh, you put up music to uh, to brush your teeth to uh, for for name and price. You no, know, but uh, we all obviously uh, I would hope everyone that uh, everyone that purchased it actually I know toss you some uh, toss some some uh, cash instead of saying oh it's for free. But uh, I got mine, and like I said, it's 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 a uh, it's, it's an awesome album. I listened to it a few times because I pretty much as soon as I got it ripped ripped to to, to my MacBook and put it on my phone to so listen to it in the car. I was doing a bunch of times, and I think I told you I did tell you off air that uh, I didn't get to it last week, but it's I hopefully next we'll get to it. Is a uh, trouble on the Death Stars like that's amazing. Troubles on the Death Stars like what a, first first of all what a, what a great name for a song. And when I hear it's like oh this is fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's um yeah it's it's weird when I put that on the on the Bandcamp thing I, I had a few of those CDs left over, and I I thought oh. I'll, It'd be nice to, to kind of give that, not give it away, but, but allow people to, to pay what they want, especially as a lot of people have kind of found it quite hard over the last year with, with one thing or another. And it, it meant that I myself revisited that album quite a bit during that time. And it's, it's funny you saying you ripped it onto your MacBook because most of that album was made on my MacBook whilst oh, nice. I was traveling around the country. So a lot of it was made in hotel rooms or um on on airplanes or and predominantly on trains i think as well nice. so it was uh very much kind of born from uh messing around with with stuff on on my macbook nice. now <clears throat> i was gonna ask so i was gonna i've got a, a very specific question to ask you later on actually um but before i get to that you you said uh just you know just when we were off air just um, before we started the show that you took a bit of a break in the middle and that I can't wait to hear the new album. By the way, I'm really excited about it. Um, but because of because of that offer on the first album, um, you know, I've I've been in that zone and going back to that 
Uh, I was actually had it in the car the other day because I still have a car with a CD player in it, uh, luckily. And, um, and uh, my my son, who's nine, was going, oh, this is weird. I like it. And I was like, that's such a great thing to say <laughs> <laughs> about any music. But um, you mentioned you had a bit of a break in the middle, and I guess there's a there's a lot of change. I mean, so what what's the story there? What, what kind of... Um... What we did. So, so yeah, I, I I started doing amongst the pigeons um, like fifteen years ago or something. I think I, I started. And when I when I started, I kind of had this this idea of doing a trilogy of albums and then bowing out and and never being around again. And I I, I almost got there. I I, I did two full length albums and a ton of EPs and singles. I, I was quite prolific back in the day, but I I didn't have kids. And um, when my when my son came along, um, it very much lined up with a point in time where I just wasn't feeling inspired, and I I almost felt I was kind of just churning out new versions of the same thing. Okay. Um, so I kind of decided to to bow out in a blaze of what I thought was glory at the time, <laughs> and decided that I would no longer be amongst the pigeons. And then years went by, and I started another band with my friend Ollie who is the vocalist on the current single Colorblind. And we we spent probably two or three years together um, under the name Exactly Zero. And then he had a kid. And <laughs> that meant we, we kind of stopped doing that. And But whilst that was happening, I started messing around with, with beats again and with synths again. And I tried to come up with new aliases and, and trying to make a new sound. But I'd I just kept being drawn back to being amongst the pigeons. So in 2019, I put out my third album, which was called Those Stolen Moments, which was very much about um, creating songs just in little pockets of time. So for for so many people, time is precious. But I'd be spending maybe like two or three minutes um, whilst I was making a cup of tea, just doing 10 seconds of a song. And um, I kind of got back into it that way. And it feels it feels good being back. I think the the challenge I found is when I stopped being amongst the pigeons many years ago, I'd kind of reached a point where at the time people knew me. I was, I was getting my played on the radio. I was getting booked for shows. And when, when I came back, I thought, oh, this will be easy. I just kind of step back into it, and people know mm-hmm. who I am. The time changed. That, that that time changed so much. I think in the music industry. So I kind of came back, and everyone was like, yeah, and. So I've, I very much feel like the last couple of years have been about building it all up again and um, re- reaching a new and existing audience. But it's been um, it's been enjoyable doing it as well. It's a real challenge. I mean, I, I, funnily enough, I was in a, a band with roughly the same people that are in my, my current band, One in Five, and we've been together since <laughs> two thousand thirteen. Um, but yeah, we, we formed when my son turned about one. But a few years before that, we were all, in fact, most of this lineup was that lineup. <laughs> and we were all in a band. And it's funny, like the first thing we did, it's only a couple of years in, in between, is we started having a look at, on MySpace for music. And we're like, oh shit, MySpace doesn't even exist anymore. And it's like, it's only been a couple of years. And suddenly we don't know anything because that's where all our contacts <laughs> were and, you know, radio and all that sort of stuff. And you go, oh fuck, just everything moves so quickly. But when you're in it, I think you move with it as, you know, at whatever pace you know you choose, and you know there are people 
you know, who put stuff out every minute, it seems, and there are people who, you know, have a couple of years between each thing and whatever, but you're sort of in touch, I think, as soon as you step away, and it's always kids that do it, <laughs> as soon as you step away or do something different, I find it really hard, you know, it, was, it took us a while to get back in and reconnect with people and find the audience and all that sort of stuff, um, but I, same, I did enjoy the challenge, there's definitely something fun about doing it, um, but it is a struggle, I think, as well. Yeah, t t totally agree. It's um, I, I think the the biggest thing I learned was throughout last year um, was trying to to re-engage with people in new in new mediums, um, and I, I think Twitter and then shows like your your show and um, being able to to get stuff played and and people hear it has been such a a, a massive help and a, a positive thing, and it's. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really nice. Yeah, I must admit, it's, it's been such a weird year for everyone. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but one of the one of the things we've found is we've we've probably we've probably enjoyed the show more than usual. I think well, I feel Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, I mean, because well, for a lot of people, and uh, actually, uh, one artist in particular, ill advised, I uh, said that. It said throughout this whole like lockdown pandemic sort of thing, you guys have been the one consistent, and I was like, "That's so nice of you to hear that we've kind of yeah kept, kept a consistent thing going, right?" With a couple of breaks here and there. Yeah, definitely. Um, my very specific question: I like I like reading like the liner notes on albums and you know lyrics when people put lyrics up and all that sort of stuff. But um, there's this great just one line that says, "Guitars and toy accordion" by Ollie Barron. <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to ask you what <laughs> oh yeah um my my shed my shedio where i make all my music um has got an array of bits and bobs in it and oh, nice. <laughs> the, the, the actual accordion is here right now yes. um when when we were coming to the end of doing exactly zero um that song was one of the last things that we started putting together and we'd always start by either making a beat or uh, getting a guitar riff or or having a bass line. But I've got all these kind of childish toys just lying around. <laughs> and, and we started playing the accordion and thought, OK, let's let's see what we can do with that. So the the kind of initial backing for all of Colorblind was based on the accordion then being put through a load of um, screwed up effects and stuff like that, which... Uh, made most of the the baseline on that song well i'll, I'll be That's honest when i hear accordion I, I think either poker or word out which is awesome like, i mean i i'm not gonna lie i love weird Al. i really, really do so <laughs> that's brilliant um there's also um there's a collaboration with charis cooper who um i saw when she was annika brown and she was amazing live uh, like this theatrical amazing performance um so that's quite exciting as well just some of these just flicking through some of these collaborations i'm sure i know emma king as well i'm sure i used to work with her uh her boyfriend at the time um <laughs> but uh yeah there's there's some great people on here there's some great stuff so it's, yeah i see what you mean about the collaboration side um just kind of as i'm rereading this in that context i'm going oh yeah but that's pretty cool like, how did you what was the was that easy or was that hard to get everyone you know it, it, it was yeah. it it was quite quite difficult I, I suppose in a way so when i started making um silence 
as I think I'm going to start calling it now, uh, rather than keep having to say the, the full album title. Um, we will, so, we yeah. will make you say it a couple of times during this, just to, just to <laughs> say it three times fast, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could. Oh, come um, on. Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> so when I started making Silence, um, I, I started making it before I'd finished Those Stolen Moments, my third album. Right. Um, I had a couple of tracks that I was working on that just didn't seem to fit with um, with that third album. And even back then, I, I had this idea of doing a, a slightly more collaborative album. I didn't realize the whole thing would pretty much be collaborative. Yeah. But um, Those Stolen Moments was pure, what I kind of call pure electronica, where it was very much synth-based. There were some samples on there, but um, there, there was no human element to it. And that, that's what I wanted to do and put out. And I then thought, right, okay, well, let, let's start contacting a couple of people. Um, and I think the, the first person I, I got on board was Tom from Fast Trains to do Before the Storm Hits. Brilliant. And um, we managed to wrap that up quite early last year, um, which, which was brilliant in terms of the timing of the, the lyrics and yeah. uh, everything that happened with lockdown. And then throughout the rest of the year, I, I was working on these other tracks. Some of them came easy, I think, and some of them um, I spent quite a bit of time trying to find the right people to work on work on those those songs. Um, some of them didn't uh, properly kind of pull off, and I've got versions of some of those songs which have got other people on them, which will end up as other songs, but it didn't kind of fit with um, with where I was going with the album. So because I had a an idea in mind as to what I wanted the album to be about when I was working with the, the vocalist it's kind of saying to him look it's, this is kind of the theme of the album um, this is the title of the song in a lot of the cases kind of go wild with it yeah. um, and then just trying to think my way through it all so um, Megan for example um, we've, we've played a number of festivals together so um, I reached out and she was really up for it um, and then the, the Tiger Mendoza, Charis Cooper song, they both sent me back very different versions of the, that backing track as it was at the time. Oh, really? um, and then it came together amazingly as a, a kind of almost like a duet so that they, nice. they sing off against each other. Um, what, who else is on there? So Ollie was obviously um, part of the, the old Exactly Zero Days. Uh, yeah. Richard Wiseman is uh, one of my, my very good friends who is in a band called The Voodoo Tweed Cult of Your Mum, which is one of the best <laughs> band names ever. Um, and he, he's also released a couple of solo songs. One of them you played, which was the uh, the COVID goat, uh, not COVID, sorry, Covert Goat. Covert Goat, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that was great, yeah. That song was actually the, the birth of NVOD. So when we were recording Covert Goat, we had a, a slower version which just didn't work his song. And that's what ended up becoming NVOD. And because it was like the, the DNA of his song, I um, Emma, I knew through Rich, uh, her partner, um, who was a former housemate of mine. Um, who else have we got in there? Hannah Katie Lewis from Worthing. Then um, Nigel from the Sad Song Company as well. So, they're all, all people I kind of reached out to and ev everyone really on board with it, g gave such incredible deliveries and ideas back. So generally what happens is I'll send someone a backing track 
they send me a version of it back and then I continue to work on it for a, a bit longer. Um, and it was, yeah, it's just brilliant trying to get it. All to, it took a long time. And I think that's the, the bit that I found difficult, but maybe kind of in hindsight, it's what made or hopefully makes the album sound good and solid. Well, you we'll know see. Man, I can think of two people you should you should uh, try and hook up with: Lemonade Kid and One Blind Mouse. Yeah, I, I, I was listening to the Lemonade Kid uh, interview the other week, actually, and I, I did make a note. So, uh, yeah, we and who's the other one? Uh, one Blind Mouse. Brilliant. Okay, they're on my my list. I have a a list of people um, who I contact. You should all three of you do a collaboration. That would be insane. Probably. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love these because because we we drop these little we're just feeding you little seeds here and then every now and again someone actually does one of these collaborations and it blows our mind so and please do do that. The, <laughs> the funniest thing is Mike one time said, "Well, you know, uh, this band, this band, they should all do a collaboration." And then sure enough, not even a month later, here we go. We have a collaboration of One Blade Mouse, Grim, and Texas Tex Mex Shaman. Yeah, that was a good one. And, uh, because of Mike, because Mike mentioned like, "Well, you guys should all do a collaboration." Like, he's like, "Oh man, like this, this is <laughs> wow." So there you go, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my brain is ticking away now. <laughs> um, you, you've obviously got a very interesting and memorable name. Um, I was going to say band name, but is it is it a band? Anyway, it's you've got a very memorable name in amongst the pigeons. Um. And I, well, I had two questions. One was about um, I kind of get from well, from from actually, I kind of it clicked when I heard the um, the first album, and it's got that kind of intro. Is it um, BBC someone or I can't remember? But it kind of um, talks about the cat amongst the pigeons. I was like, oh yeah. But I, I I kind of had a a sensible question, which was about you know, is is that kind of something to do with you know the musical direction compared to the other stuff at the time or you know whatever um but then my other less sensible question was do you have any good pigeon facts that you wanted to share with us and you can answer these in any order or not at all <laughs> <laughs> excellent um so yeah that that opening track um on music to brush your teeth to is rob de bank and it was on, it was when he played one of my very early songs on a, a bbc radio one show and at the time, when I when I first started doing Amongst the Pigeons, I was purely a, a singer-songwriter who performed under the name This Lonely Soul, which uh, I thought was romantic and poetic, but actually makes me sound a bit sad and lonely. But <laughs> That's kind of I, 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 I kind of got to the stage where I, I was slightly fed up of doing open mic nights and just hearing people natter away whilst you're trying to make these uh, these, these amazing songs be heard by people. And I kept thinking... Wouldn't it be great if I could just be up on stage and play like some loud bass or some synth or just blow people away? And um, I started doing Amongst the Pigeons largely as a bit of a joke. And it very much did link into um, what you were saying there, Mike, about trying to do something that was utterly different than every other bit of musical direction at the time. Because um, most of the people I knew were, were kind of singer-songwriters or in pure rock bands. Um, but no one was really doing electronic route for people that i knew so i decided to start doing that and for the first few years i managed to be amongst the pigeons without anyone knowing who i was and um came up with the alias charlie anthony thompson who was the the cat amongst the pigeons <laughs> uh, 
and it, it, it took a, a good couple of years before people knew it was me and I managed to um, kind of talk to people about amongst business group we were like in this little group of friends and and um like local music scene and stuff and everyone was going oh have you heard amongst the pigeons who are they blah blah, blah. and i just kind of used to smile and go yeah they're, they're quite good <laughs> <laughs> and you're in brighton aren't you so around around that time it was all very um like post-rock or modern rock or whatever it's called um, but uh, but it wasn't there wasn't a lot of electronic music that i remember certainly in, in the circles whatever i was moving in at the time either um, so it must have it must have sounded quite different for for I mean I'm guessing this is what 2007 eight nine about that kind of time mm. like that. it probably did stand out quite a bit I would have thought whereas now I think there's a lot more mix again um, which you know maybe you can take the credit for maybe you set that in motion I don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if I set it in motion but that that being different thing certainly played to my advantage when I was doing gigs and stuff because I I was always keen on trying to find ways of performing it all live and that actually having a, a proper live show. And I remember there was a gig I did down in Portsmouth where it was in a, in a bar and they, they put on kind of like rock bands and singer songwriters and, and everything. And I did a set in between a, a rock band and an acoustic artist or something like that. Oh, wow. And I, I started, everyone's mouths kind of dropped, but within the first couple of songs, they, they were properly getting into it. Um, and by the end of it, people were coming up going, wow, I've never heard stuff like that. And um, it properly, I think, did blow people's minds, which is very much what I try and do with all of the music I make, because um, it's not always the most easy thing to listen to. Um, and some people don't get it. But though, maybe that's not the right thing to say, actually. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> some some people kind of like. I think yeah. some some people are a bit shocked, not shocked by it, but I, th- I think one of the things you you guys said once is like, "What the fuck?" And I like <laughs> I, really, I, I want people to listen to it and be slightly challenged by it and decide whether it's for them or for not or not for them. But when it is for them, I think people really do get into it. Oh, that's totally true, and you know, and that that's a common phrase, and it, it, it's it's not like like. What the fuck it about was like? Well, that was definitely cool, but I, I just don't know quite <laughs> what to make of it, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, this this show has opened my mind. Um, oh yeah. I mean, we were trying to work out the other day. I think we've been doing this together five or six years, I guess, something like that. Um, and you obviously did it for a long time before, but you on your own or with different co-hosts or whatever. But certainly, when I when I first heard this show, there was so much stuff on there that just you know wasn't the sort of music I'd heard or I'd probably heard of but not necessarily kind of dug into um and I think there's loads of good outlets now um not just us obviously we're the best but you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of great outlets to, to to listen to you know um I don't want to say obscure but just different alternative stuff and I don't mean you know alternative like a genre I just mean alternative to stuff you might hear elsewhere um or you know on the radio or whatever um and i love that i think you know it's it's one of the as much as people argue on the internet one of the good things about it is people collaborate and share stuff and you if you follow the right threads and the right people and you know going to the right communities you can find some amazing stuff it's incredible really 
um you know i, I was just you know, grew up playing a guitar listening to punk music and now i'm sharing like experimental avant-garde music with my neighbor <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a totally weird thing <laughs> But I love that. That wasn't really a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, 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 have, I have to say, actually, I, I think your show, the, the eclecticness of it, is really what makes it, because it, it's so nice being able to listen through to something where you don't know what's going to come. And, and there's a lot of shows out there that are maybe a bit more specialist or, or do mix um, kind of their genres and, and the kind of things on there. But yeah, um, I, Go ahead, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I love that element where it's just the 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 honesty of, of, of playing that music and, and being able to uh, to put that out there. I think it's well, brilliant. We, we do really appreciate it. I mean, we really do. And I'll be honest, when I first started doing podcasting, like this is way before Mike, well, not way before Mike, but anyways, point being is when I first started doing it, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, I have a platform where I can be essentially a radio host but not have to work for a radio station or under their rules, first off. And second off, I said, now I can play the music that I want to play, that I want to listen to, that I like. I'm not just going to be playing that stuff that I, I either personally wouldn't listen to or it's decent, but what reason may be. So this can be, I would play the music I wanted but via the indie bands and then talk to them and ask them the questions that I want to ask them. So I'm not having like an actual script, you know, there, there's no um, question they've heard like 50 million times like, Oh, like this question again, you know, cause you see it one too many times and I want to make it as different as possible. It's like, Oh, I'm going to have a playlist, but it's going to be, uh, it's, it's a playlist I'm going to put together and it's not necessarily going to have a rhyme or reason, but it'll work regardless of, of how I put it together. I mean, and that's how I've always got in my mind, and that's why I've enjoyed doing it so much. They, they, I, I can do two, three, four rough drafts sometimes in these lists, but at the end, it's totally worth it. And that's why now that uh, for a while now, now we've officially kind of split both parts. So part two is obviously down the rabbit hole. So it's it's a bunch of crazy different like electronic avant-garde like even kind of 60 70 sounding music to kind of give you that uh kind of psychedelic kind of like tripped out feel and just kind of kind of work well because take a step back and then the part one we've made the rock so despite the fact that it's not all rock there's folk metal and different stuff in there but i like to make it work i like i've said this many many times i want to be able to play a metal song that's like hi-hitting and then just drop right down like 50 octaves but man does it melted sound good it's not like these uh pre uh um uh, meditated list on or sorry computer generated list on on the air right so and it it, it works it's it's a bit like being at a festival and and kind of like wandering around from stage to stage and just hearing that that smorgasbord of, of brilliant music so it's uh yeah it's awesome well, we appreciate the support, and we're very, very thankful to all of the bands and listeners that we have who've come on the show or who will be on the show uh, soon enough. But uh, we, we, because it's, we wouldn't have a show if it weren't for people like you. We'll put it that way. On that note, what? How would you describe your music? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to pigeonhole you or anything, like, but you know what's what's like. <laughs> but no, but I just oh, think because actually we're talking about oh, all these different things, whatever. How would you even? I mean, you, you could use the word electronic, but that's not very descriptive. So, what, what do you say to people when they go, "Oh yeah, what kind of stuff do you play?" <laughs> I, I really, really struggle trying to, <laughs> trying to answer that, and it, it's weird because like people are sometimes like just left, kind of slightly bewildered when I, when I try and explain it. 
I think that over the last year that there's been words that describe it, such as weird, wonky, psychedelic electronica, which I kind of get, but I, I think sometimes also it makes it sound even weirder than it is. I, I think at at the heart of it, I want it to just be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of, I, I suppose it, it's electronic music. It's electronic music, but it's not just about the, the kind of blips and beeps. And um, there's a lot of artists around at the moment, like um, Daniel Avery or um, Hannah Peel, who are doing that, that real pure electronica. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of my stuff is sometimes hopefully a little bit more fun, but sometimes a bit more way out there. And I, I'm basically just, just trying to find a way of being able to say, I have no idea how to answer your question. Um, and and well, I like I think that. You're right. I think you sidestep. Think... No, I, I think that's, that's why I like doing this. That's why I keep making this music because it, it challenges me and it challenges other people to decide what it is. And it's, it's made it difficult sometimes to put it across to people. But I think as you're, I think you're about to say, it does sidestep electronica and that collaborative side where there's, there's vocalists on it. It's like bands like gorillas. I don't know how people would describe gorillas because they're kind of like pop electronica, a bit indie and, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, Pop electronic alternative, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing this for fifteen years and not come up with a good description. Yet, so. <laughs> I think there's two things in that though. So one is it's very honest, isn't it? So it's it's honest music. It's true to you. It's not trying to be, um, you know, any of those other. It's not trying to fit into a box. It's just you know you you're doing what you like doing. And the second is it's kind of. Again, I don't know if it's a Brighton thing, but it's kind of quirky, right? It's, it's deliberately a little bit different and slightly off the wall, <clears throat> even to the extent the first album is full of, you know, pigeon references in the song titles. <laughs> you know, it just it, it becomes its own concept when you put things like bird flu and Pavlov's pigeon and I can't even say that <laughs> stuff in there. Do you know what I mean? I think there's I think there's something true and honest about it. Um, I think that probably um, I think I mean I, I think that adds a whole whole level to it to be honest with you that's, that's certainly what I, comes across for me um is it's about being truly independent it's about being completely honest and not not having to fit into anything else isn't it i, I think that i think that's very true and I've, I've i've always i've always just done my own thing and as you said i've never tried to make amongst the pigeons sound like anything else amongst the pigeons i think has kind of grown in its own sound and i think I hope anyway that the, the sound I make is unique and recognizable. Like the, the new album, there's 12 tracks on it. There's nine guest vocalists across it, but I think it sounds like a cohesive album across it all. Despite the fact that there's nine different voices delivering yeah. the, the music there, it sounds like a, a proper album from start to finish. Nice. Well, we're, we're very excited to hear it. So <laughs> excellent. Thank you. Well, you know what? Uh, speaking of which, uh, well, speaking of new music, we are going to play the new single you sent us to, what, what two weeks ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. So here we go with Amongst the Pigeons and Colorblind to do this. <laughs> ¶¶ 
This is pretty cool, man. Like, like then it just completely like 180 turns and switched up to something complete different electronic momentum and like, beat, like a sound signature like, or time signature. Like, wow. Yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving a pause in case that was um, <clears throat> No, no, you don't see that part. Ha, 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 ha. Go on, I'll let you respond, and then I'll tell you what I think. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, the thing I love about that song is it's only, like, one minute and 45 seconds long. Um, and I think even in that short little time, it really does take you somewhere, hopefully, during that uh, that little blast. It's it's shorter than Blur's song, too, which I think is yeah. a pretty, pretty cool thing. <laughs> Woo! Right. Well, that's what I was going to um, pick up on, actually, is... You know, normally when we do these interviews, we kind of we've got the song on in the background and we're you know, tweeting and slightly chatting away. And so and we, you know, I was just about to, you know, open up a conversation and it was over. I was like, oh yeah, shit, it's a really short song, isn't it? But, but it doesn't feel other than in that moment when you're trying to multitask, which I'm bad at anyway. Um, but it, it feels complete, and I really like that. I think that's a really um, there's not many very short songs. Um, I was put on a playlist once of songs under three minutes because we've got a two minute 21. Um, but generally speaking, um, it's difficult to get much across in that amount of time, but it's a brilliant song. It's just got so many colours and um, I'm not saying that because it's got the word colour in the title, but it's got <laughs> so many colours and kind of flavours, if you like, um, running through it. It's absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, just it, it makes me excited about um, the rest of the album. Obviously, you know, heard a few songs and uh, dipped in and out, but the the full release end to end on that beautiful Digipack CD that I've ordered is is really exciting to me. I honestly can't wait. I think it's going to be brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. That wasn't a question either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am terrible at it. Um, <clears throat> did you did you have any pigeon facts? I didn't. I didn't sort of push I, you I, on that. I did. Yeah. I, 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 as we were listening to that, I thought I, I, I better leave you guys with some some pigeon facts. So, um, <laughs> when I do my live shows, one of the things I've, I've tried to do over the last couple of years is integrate some of these pigeon facts in amongst the music, um, along with all the pigeon masks that I give out, but. Uh, some some of the main ones I always find quite interesting are that pigeons generally fly at about 6,000 feet high. The oh, fastest wow. clocked pigeon was 92 and a half miles per hour. Whoa. They are known to be able to fly back home from over a thousand miles from where they are let out. Um, they are probably the first domesticated pet ever, dating back over 5,000 years. Um, and they're one of the few species on the planet that has the ability of being able to 
self-recognize themselves if they see them in a mirror. Oh, wow. um, there, there, there's a whole wealth of other stuff I could get into talking about um, their abilities and what they they managed to do during the world wars and all of that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And fact that, yeah, yeah it, it, it's fascinating. It really is. And I think uh, it, it, again, it's one of those things where so many people often kind of think of pigeons as those nuisance birds that are on the streets and stuff. But when you actually take a step back, there is so much going on just in their, their little bit of plumage between their, their head and their body. Um, <laughs> So, sorry, they're, sorry they're man. I just had, as I heard the plumage, oh, I just thought, beautiful plumage. It's bleeding to <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the first thing I thought. I apologize, but the first thing I thought, I was like, but, no, but you're absolutely right. But I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for the fields, right? So, but, uh, so yeah, some, some, that's actually some good info right there. And the other thing I, I think, I want to think of pigeons is from the, the TV show Seinfeld, where, George, one of the characters, hits the pigeon, takes it to the vet, and like and he's like, "We had a deal. You're supposed to move. The car's coming, right?" And that <laughs> the pigeon didn't move, and he hit the pigeon, right? So, anyways, but no, uh, uh, thank you for those facts because that that's that's pretty cool. And and like like Mike and I both said, like, no, we forgot how short the song was because I did too. Because when I I upload, it's like, oh my god, that's right. It's a short song. It just it just, it, it just sounds like it could be like you no know, double the time and no problem at all. I think that's it. When, when when I made that song in particular, I, I kind of you, you sometimes look at the length of a song when you're done, and you're like, "Really? Is that actually yeah. too short?" And then when there's when there's nothing else to give to it, it just ended up feeling right. And um, kind of going going back to to where we started talking about music to brush your teeth to, when I started doing amongst the pigeons, nearly all of the songs that I was making were about two minutes long which is what the the dentists of the world will recommend as the, the perfect amount of right. time to brush your teeth to. So that's where that title came from, kind of that, that two-minute uh, little blast of music type thing. Now, this is, this is fascinating because when I was playing that to my son in the car, and actually it wasn't this week, it was when I first got it. Um, we were in the car going somewhere. And... Um, and, and he, I, I said to him what the name of the song was, and the uh, name of the album was, and his first reaction was, are all the songs two minutes long? <laughs> and I said, why? Went, well, because that's how long it takes to brush your teeth. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, you know <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it. I thought, oh, smart lad, I wonder. <clears throat> and then there's one that's like, um, later on, that's like six minutes. He goes, no, this one's too long. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough but that's amazing um that's that's really made me smile that that connection is actually there and real <laughs> um that's brilliant um yeah it's definitely well, i hate to be the bearer of bad news but we're just about out of time we got about, oh. about two minutes roughly well I tell you what, in two minutes can you tell us uh what you think the weirdest song you've ever made is and where people can uh, pre-order the new album uh, I will do the pre-order bit whilst I'm thinking about the weirdest song. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Silence Will Be Assumed as Acceptance is available on my band camp at the moment as a uh, Digipack CD. You can get a mug as well which, where you get the digital copy. You can get just a digital copy. Um, it will be all, on all the streaming sites and stuff from the 7th of May. And the weirdest song I've made, um, I really can't think, actually. I've made, I think, close to 100 songs as Amongst the Pigeons. Um, mm. 
Uh, mm, I will come back to you in the future on that. that <laughs> I will ponder it and I, I, will, I will let you guys know. <laughs> My favourite song title, by the way, is possibly Beats and Slippers. <laughs> so, a, a, a quick thing about Beats and Slippers then before I go. Um, I usually make my, my music out in the shedio and one night early last year during all of the, the kind of like initial lockdown and everything, I, I was feeling quite, quite low, just didn't know what to do with myself. Didn't want to go out to the shed and make music, but I didn't want to watch TV. And, um, I just sat with my laptop on the sofa in the lounge and I started making this backing track and, um, I, I called this when, when I hit save on the file, it was like save file as. And um, I've been making these beats and I sat there with my slippers on. So I called the song Beats and Slippers. Um, and when I sent it to Hannah to do the vocals on it, I was like, it's called Beats and Slippers, but you don't have to keep that as a title if you want. But she she integrated Beats and Slippers into the song and it just sounds so bloody fantastic. Um, nice. And it, it's the longest song on the new album. Um, and it, it's kind of like a little, almost like a three-part uh, I, I don't know, three-part opera or something in its own right. It, it's it's one of my favourite songs on the album. Um, and yeah, it all, all came from just kind of feeling very unmotivated uh, do, doing stuff on the sofa. Oh, so there you go. Well, right on. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we're really looking forward to the new album coming out. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that it'll go by quick enough and it'll come out soon enough. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been brilliant. It's been a real nice chatting to you. No, it's been brilliant. And the time's flown by again. Like we keep saying this with every interview. The time just flies by. Um, uh, You know, that's 45 minutes gone in the whisper. But it's been a genuine pleasure. And honestly, I'm I'm really, we both really love everything we've heard by you so far. And and I mean, I've certainly got lots I haven't even heard yet. I've got to dig back through your back catalogue after this conversation. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the new album. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been brilliant. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Cheers, and you. Thanks. Right. Good night. Right on. That's Amongst the Pigeons. And we'll get Mike back here in just one moment because this always happens, but that's the way nature of the beast, right? So I'll Mike back here in just a moment. And there's Mike. Oh, man. Okay, well, that was fun. And um, I actually yeah. didn't know there's a digipack. I just bought the digital copy. I didn't realize there's a CD and stuff like that. So I got to go back and order the, the CD and stuff, too. So. Oh, no way. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I went straight for the I just, I, I just saw the digital. I was like, okay, cool. He said, said digipack. like, digipack? Like, how did I not see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You got to scroll. You got to scroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, generally speaking, I do. But this one I did for whatever reason. It's like, oh, it's like, oh. <laughs> so I pre-order, pre-order done. Like, so. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it's it's going to be amazing, mm. and um, I'm, I'm a fan of DJ Packs. I was talking to someone recently who doesn't like them because he listens to um, CDs mostly in his truck. I think he's like a painter decorator or something, okay. um, and, and and they just kind of get destroyed. And I was like, I, I get that because they are, you know, they're sort of cardboardy or whatever they are. But I, I was saying that I'm so the opposite because I mostly listen to CDs at home and it just they they feel good and they're nice yeah. to take out the shelf and they stand out on the display and you're just like oh I'll choose that one. I think they're really kind of um, and it's funny, isn't it? Like it's interesting where people listen to music and stuff yeah, like yeah. that can determine how you enjoy it and the format and everything. Anyway, that's a, that's a massive sidetrack we could go down. Oh but, no, no, um, no, no, no. Um, just just before we get to our our first uh, song, well, not our first song, second song, but kick off uh, part one. 
But uh, yesterday, um, we had, uh, well, I guess about three or four days ago, we had gotten our Tom Petty best of on vinyl, right? So we oh, yeah. it was that last night, and we saw some, some uh, Gretchen's Wheel. But just a spin of CDs, like I know I was, like, I was looking for my collection, I like, I got quite a few because I added a few more because I've gotten a few recently, recently, right? So I ordered Cheryl yeah. Smile, the t shirt, and the CD. So I was like, well, no, that, that's building. Plus, I ordered some more tapes, and like, man, it just, it just building, but it just with, with with uh, uh, Kim and I, it just like it can vary from either our phones, pretty much either our phones or the record player. Yeah. You know, yeah, most, yeah. Stuff, most stuff we have is on our phones, or if, it, if you need a laptop, open the Mac. Yeah, we'll put it in the Mac. But still, yeah, definitely, still cool stuff. So, man, let's kick off part one here with a brand new song by High Front, also a Bandcamp purchase from Bandcamp Friday. So here we go with Just Killing Time in brackets, Deja Vu. Dig this. High Front. Just Killing Time, Deja with their brand new single, which courtesy of Bandcamp Friday, I purchased, and I'm damn well happy about that. But this is a... 
<laughs> thank you, thank you. But, <laughs> but this song, man, it just the the heavy kick right off the hop, and it it had you know some like Allison. Well, it sounded to me like Allison Chain's influence, right? Uh, vocally and just part of the recording and some of the, some of the guitar tonalities, and not necessarily dirt, but I'm talking about like like facelifts. But then it also had a bit of a, of, a, of a white zombie twist in there, and white zombie from like Bliss Sector C still. So like I, I know these are singles, but uh, um, like uh, a twist of Black Sunshine uh, in there as well uh, from that album specifically. But yeah, it just a great uh, great all round tune, and man, it just just yes, like it just like had those twists like, like wow, like, my mind's going a million miles a minute. Like, well, I, how would I describe the song? How would I kind of narrow it down? Because this is just a badass kind of crazy metal slash alternative grunge rock tune. Like, well done. Like, and <laughs> these guys keep putting out awesome stuff and proud to be Canadian. So some Ottawa boys. So awesome. And speaking of which, Canada and uh, 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 the U.S., where are you guys at? We need your submissions. We want more U.S. Canada. Uh, uh, Canada. Uh, uh, Canadian music, which we are getting, we're getting a little bit more, but we need to step it up and and uh, and uh, show what uh, what uh, we have, you know, so to speak. Yeah, come on, Canada, let's get yeah, some yeah. submissions in. That, that's actually a place in Ottawa, actually. So, all right, oh, yeah, well, seriously, yes. Yeah, so. I thought it was just how very posh people say Canada. They go, it's Canada, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a massive tune. Like the the sound on that, the guitar riff is just filth. Like the guitar riff basically sounds like it sounds like a Slipknot riff to begin with. It sounds like waiting. Nice, good call. Do you know what I mean? Like to that tone, and then oh man, it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just so so like well, like you say, it's kind of grungy. It's got that big, long, clean, reverby, soaked vocal, which is absolutely amazing. It's got those brilliant smashing crashes that are probably like three inches bigger than anyone else's crash symbols to get that noise. I would have thought, um, and it's all just yeah, soaking in reverb with this riff pushing out over the top bobbing its head above the water and just covering you in filth. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I really like that, man. That's a great tune. They're a great band. Um, yeah. Well, man, well, right before we get to our next song, um, I didn't mention to, to uh, uh, my suspicions, but uh, when you listen back to the show, just so you know, we did put a clip uh, from Faulty Towers of uh, uh, John Cleese telling Manuel to remove the dead pigeons from the from the. Oh, yeah. The Thinks he's a pig. He's like, not pigs, pigeons. So, oh, piggy on, right? Okay. So that 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 was in honor of of uh, most pigeons. I thought that would just be kind of good and fitting. So there you have that. So next up, man, um, <clears throat> our good friend of ours, Rocker Heart, uh, sent us an email the other day, and what he sent us was brand new heart and bows. Yes. So this is uh, uh, I. Let's say it's kind of not contradicting, but it's like, okay, well, this this is a sweet tune, and actually, that's part of the title of the song. So, the song's called <laughs> Sweet Steel by Heart and Bows, but it's a sweet, kick ass tune. So, dig this brand new Heart and Bows.
right on brand new heart and bows with sweet steel and first off man rocker heart that was a, a killer riff man holy guys are what a what a fantastic duel these two are you know kind of a bit of metal rock background with blues and you know how versatile ron is and what a great combo uh can you, uh, I was about to say, I, I was about to say, I want to say Canadian Miss UK, and I was about to say uh, Canada Miss UK, but Canadian Miss UK, <laughs> I'm stuck on, the, I'm, I'm stuck on a, on, a, on a city in Ottawa right now called Canada, but, do seem to be, yeah, apparently, so, um, I just, uh, and, and, uh, no, Rocker can back me up on that too, as well as High Front, but, either way, point being is, it's an awesome tune, and, uh, and, and, you know, you, you gotta love Ron's vocals, and just, like, this guy, he's done so much, and, and so versatile, and just, Every time the new two is like, oh man, it's like awesome. Whether you know it's Hard and Bowles, whether it's Kingstorm, uh, it just oh, it's great stuff. Like his soul stuff, um, yeah, man. Or or Partners in Crime, like you know, like yeah. the list goes on and on. Or or with a uh, with what's the name, Lauren Reed, right? With a five yeah. dollar run, like come on, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. five dollar run. It's not five dollars. That's too cheap. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then then he got Rocker Heart with Cynthia, which is just. Badass as fucking yeah. hell, man. So yeah, but it's just I love this song. It's such a great uh, duo. When he sent that to me, it's first thing I saw the email. I was like, oh, cool, do Cynthia. It's like, oh, heart and bows, even better. Good, awesome. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> By the way, on, on your um, Kanata thing, I feel like uh, you know, like sometimes when when a tape needs like someone to put a pencil in it and just spin it around a bit. Right. Maybe maybe in the break, put a pencil in your ear and see if you can spin it back to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try Q-tip first, and we'll go with that, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I'm just being. Yeah, silly, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> man, that is a great big heavy tune. Do you know what I love is the guitars and the bass together. Like the tone is very Guns and Roses, but the actual uh, riff and the way it's played. Is kind of like Slayer meets Ronnie James Dio type nice. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Good. And the vocals are brilliant. They sit in there so nicely. What I love about that track in particular is they're cutting across the riffs in places and doing the, funny enough, actually the Dio thing, although it's totally different voice, but they're cutting across it and then they're joining up in the choruses. So you get this thing in, the, in some of the lines in the chorus where the vocal, the guitar and the bass are all doing the same thing and the drums are locking in, and it sounds so massive. It's so powerful. It's really brilliant songwriting. I think it's really smart, and it's just a big, heavy um, rock and roll metal tune right there. Yeah, yeah I love that. Songwriting is amazing on that. 100%. Uh, um, sorry, I was just uh, looking at a tweet High Friend Descent, but... Uh, what I want, what, sorry. Concentrate, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I can multitask most of the time, but um, we did uh, just because there they, they said uh, there's some. Well, well thanks. <laughs> there's the thing that's hard and bows a sweet uh, tune, and uh, um, it's, it's it takes hold from the get go quickly. Uh, uh, get from the get go nicely done. But I just wanted to uh, touch upon uh, um, Voodoo uh, Rage as well because. They said you guys have done so well, and you guys should be national. I was like, well, that's so nice, and we we, we really do appreciate it. We wish we were, but you know. Yeah, no, I love. Yeah, the, the, we had some really nice comments today, didn't we, from people, uh, un, unprompted. Very flattered, man. Very, very flattered, and very much appreciate yeah. it. Because, like, but like I said, like we're we're doing what we love, right? Yeah, I like the. Do you see the rest of this mosaic comment? I really like that. Um, but they basically said, I like, I love how much the. 
like every artist gets something said about what's good in the track so we're kind of acting as curators as opposed to you know a playlist or you know something on an algorithm or whatever and i was like well yeah that's that's what that's what drew me to the show was the fact that you would kind of do the review after each song um that's what's fun about it is we get to talk about it not just like play back-to-back tracks and then here's an advert break and and you're not gonna believe this and uh um i know i know um kim's in your shot as well uh, I just got a text. It's been a blast from past. It's been a while, and like, whatever happened happened. It wasn't a falling out. It just kind of like life happened. I just got a text from our good friend Mike G. Oh, good man! Yes, it's been it's been literally been over a year since I've heard from him, and I'm, I'm glad he's doing well. So he he texted me, says, "Is that you playing those great tunes?" And he goes, "The last <laughs> tune." He goes, and, and he said, "The last song, carrying my Jewish priest." Like. My God, yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah. But so Mike G. there you go. There's a blast from us. Uh, uh, Mike G sent a text. So that's awesome. And uh, since you're listening, man, please uh, text soon and let's try to uh, a, a social distancing hangout. <laughs> yeah, man, you should do well. Yeah, well, it's or a real back least, in lockdown. The greatest gets get Skype and we'll we'll Skype you in for for a show. Be a a, a, a co-host just for the night, right? So. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, yeah. So I'll there you just go. That, that was crazy. I saw. I was like, "Mike, like, holy crap! That's amazing." So that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, back to the music, and we'll give uh, Mike more stuff to comment on as well. I mean, he'll text me, and I'll relay it online because he doesn't have Twitter, and I think he's on not on Facebook anymore, anyways. But no problem. So next, go ahead. I'm, sorry, I just said that brother. Sorry, I do. I, oh. no, do you know what? I just wanted to say because we were just doing some thank yous. I did just want to do it. I don't know. I don't necessarily know who it was or whether they listened to the show, but um, my own band hasn't released any music in. Um, well, I think it was September 2016. We released our last EP, and we've been you know playing lots of shows until last year, obviously, um, and working on on and off slowly kind of an album um but we on Bandcamp friday people actually most most Bandcamp fridays i think not all of them in the last year people are still buying and da- buying the downloads anyway Perfect. Uh, yes, the eps please. and I, I i mean it's just a thank you really because <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous uh that that stuff matters to anyone but yeah absolutely brilliant um obviously we love the tunes but it's nice that everyone else does as well so i just wanted to say a thank you and a shout out um for that as soon as we were doing thank yous for nice comments and stuff because uh you know it's not like hundreds of people are suddenly snapping these things up it's just a few every month but it, it really feels awesome to see that so um, I just oh, want to say for sure to man say. Nick, i mean definitely yeah, it's, I mean, it's like if it was new, I'd be like, I'd, I'd expect. Well, I'd hope <laughs> that people would, would you know, join in, it's but it's not at all. You know it. what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, no, that's really cool. I just wanted to to shout that out and say thanks, just in case any of those people are listening. Uh-huh. I don't know if I can even see. I suppose I, there must be an email address or a PayPal or something, but because it's downloads, I haven't really looked because I'd have to send them anything. Anyway, thank you, whoever you are. Yeah, oh, for yeah, uh, like I, I'll second that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to quite to follow that because like i mean like I, I i've been loving the music i've been playing and just all the cool stuff so and just the fact that more and more it's like so you get to one in bank and it's like, okay well well I, I guess it was it wasn't that much but you look and like holy crap and the other day because like i told i would talk to my dad on on, on facetime with uh, kim and i called him and we talked Briefly about the Dykermont interview because we know I said uh, no, I want you to go send a record man in Canada. And Paul's like, "Well, was that Aaron being a dick?" You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So, uh, anyways, like we talked about that. It's like the same sort of thing, kind of slightly touched on that sort of thing. But 
still cool. But um, back to music. Uh, so yeah, that was awesome. So next up, we have a brand new band called well, a brand new band to us, a band called Camaris, I believe is the way it's pronounced. So the song's called "Death of Social." Think this. <laughs> the hate come from for your sons and daughters sons and daughters we share existence more rather than talking oh where did all the hate come from for your sons and daughters sons and daughters we're walking through the halls but we're barely talking Are your ambitions and then what's lawless? Oh, where did all the hate come from? For your sons and daughters, sons and daughters We share existence more rather than talking with a song called Death of the Social and uh, that was a cool pretty I, I guess like punk rock tune and uh, just kind of uh, had the, almost kind of a Sonic Youth any sound to it yeah man it had a kind of horror punk vibe as well didn't it with the, yeah. uh, that kind of uh, haunting lead guitar riff in it that was that was brilliant um, where are they from do you know um, I'll have to double check there. on Twitter be <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know I don't remember off the top of my head being completely honest they're not from that town in Canada you got stuck in your head there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they're not. Um, anyway, you know, I, I, I couldn't pinpoint it, but it was very familiar. Um, anyway, they, yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, proper kind of punk tune right up my street. Um, obviously, the more punk, the better. Send us your punk music now. Um, and yeah, just, I really enjoyed it. I thought the lyrics were brilliant. I thought the mix was brilliant. I thought it had that kind of um, horror punk thing that Idle Bones have got and bands like that. Right. Uh, yeah, like I say, right on my street. I love that, mate. 
Right well, um, I just took their Twitter and I just I didn't see anything saying where they're from. So, but I'm sure there's a they, they do have things. Their website, like, which I to check they must out. be from somewhere, damn it. Well, obviously, <laughs> but their, their, their website we could probably take it to. So, next up, we have uh, another brand new band called Warning Signal and a song called Vultures. Dig this. signal with vultures uh what a great tune first off love the vocals and it just had that um well i'd say spacey feel to it but uh, uh, but it's still kind of it was kind of like one that kind of bordered where it could be part one or part two right so <laughs> yeah definitely um i told you this off air but i haven't told anyone else apart from other people that know um but uh, this band are actually opening um, off the record in November. So they are our opening act. They haven't been announced yet officially. I've just sort of blown their cover there. Um, but they will be announced on Wednesday along with three other bands that I won't leak uh, tonight. <laughs> but they're our opening act. And they are, the the lead singer is 17 years old. Can you believe? Really? Yeah, so brand new uh obviously to the music scene and you know we always put at least one young band um on usually as the opening act because you know because of licensing laws and stuff they can't play <laughs> otherwise right, yeah. even, even though 17 is a perfectly reasonable age to play a show i mean i played shows when i was you know 15 or whatever but um but yeah they're not they're not generally so allowed <laughs> well yeah no, just i'm just me. joking i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> it just mean you should be allowed That's to do that I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> venues and stuff but yeah they can't, they can't be in most places after eight so um so yeah absolutely obviously i love them because um i 
pick them out of 150 odd applications to open the show. So um, I think they're top quality. Um, proper, proper good. Their EP is called Shade of Blue, uh, which is EP. It is top quality, to be honest with you. Um, really, really um, super talented, uh, kind of dark, alternative, slightly grungy uh, kind of stuff. And I asked, um, you know, have they got a Twitter? I noticed on the list, I was like, oh, have you got Twitter? And uh, the response was, uh, from, from one of the parents, actually, the response was, uh, no, apparently only old people use that. I was oh. like, well, that's cool. <laughs> I was well, like, excuse nah. us. <laughs> I was like, I'm I not old and 37, right? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I respect you. And, and he went, Well, with respect, neither of us are 17. I was like, Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm on TikTok and I'm on TikTok. TikTok! <laughs> and I'll be 42 in July, so yeah. <laughs> I haven't created anything yet, personally, which I have to get to, but anyway. So, but that's still <laughs> really funny. That's amazing. That's awesome. that count? <laughs> How the times have changed, right? So, and oh, yeah. uh, just before we get to our next uh, song here, um, so uh, Em and I were out you know, doing our our, our uh, Saturday kind of uh, grocery uh, shopping, this sort of thing, and uh, we're standing, uh, we're standing in line, and at one place, and uh, you know, we're I, I got a couple of tweets from NMS was retweeting and favoriting sort of thing. And I showed her one of them and I said, well, you know, I, I, because we watched the episode the other night, I said, you know what, this time I'm going to sign it and I'm going to make it, make it, make it sound uh, really good, all caps. I'm going to say, Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of looks at me and she kind of starts giggling a little bit. It's like, but seriously? <laughs> Adam West. Adam West. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am speaking of shopping. I, I obviously was sent your shopping list this week. Yes. Uh, instead of our playlist. <laughs> oh no! Instead of our list of interviews, wasn't it? And, uh, and I was quite disappointed that we weren't going to um, interview. Uh, uh, what was it? Natural Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> On the tenth of the month, I thought, oh, that'd be a really good one. But apparently, apparently it's just a <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a mistake because that was uh, our our grocery list for like we were making uh, we were making the, the Greek heroes last night, right? So yeah, I did look at it and go, I've not heard any of these. Well, <laughs> they're both my from my notepad, the the, the list of interviews, and that's what they saw. My mistake there, but. Either way, it was still funny, though, right? So uh, we still went. We still <laughs> took me a moment, moment, and then I saw you turn like almost instantly. No, no, that was the shopping list. I was like, oh, that actually makes more sense. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, well, set up the plain Greek Google for near you. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally right, man. So next up, we have brand new vaccine seventh and the brand new album, which is out now on their Bandcamp, and I did purchase it as well yesterday. This one's called My Rain Will Drown You. Vaccine 7, dig this.
right on back scene seven with a new tune called my rain will drown you and before i give my two cents uh about the, how kick-ass this song was uh mike g and uh, he commented said oh it kind of sounds like a little bit like kitty and l7 <laughs> nice so uh yeah uh, or or uh, so i also also reminds me the dirty truth maybe a little bit heavier is what he said so <laughs> nice but, yeah, uh, it is a great tune, and I've always said I love her vocals, and he's right, definitely a uh, bit of an L7 feel there, but I just, it, just the, the power uh, uh, behind uh, behind the vocals is what always gets me, it's just like, it, she almost makes it seem like it's nothing, but you know how those pitches you can belt out, and the, the notes you can hold for so long, it just always, it always blows my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to say Kitty and Skunk and Nancy. Okay, yeah, nice. So I like the fact that Mike D's also said Kitty. Um, they came up in conversation recently. And I was trying to work out, I think I saw them in about 2004, and they were absolutely insanely good. <laughs> just ridiculously heavy, um, you know, just screamy, heavy, mental metal band. It was brilliant. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant. I mean, these guys are fantastic. These guys um, uh, have uh, the honour of having one of the most used mugs in my house. <laughs> oh yeah, no, see me here. I use mine all the time too. Trust me. Like... Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is a great. Uh, they've also got um, the most appropriate name of our times potentially. Yeah, right. Eh? <laughs> so, no, that's very uh, yeah. true top quality um, and they write really 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 fucking good music so yeah i absolutely i mean that track is brilliant this band is brilliant um i just want to hear more and more and more to be honest with you uh, because i think they're absolutely fantastic uh, but yeah the vocals are superb the guitars are really well layered they sound really heavy and uh, they're just kind of at that crunch point where you can still hear all the harmonics and stuff in the um uh, in the tone which is beautiful uh, and then the rhythm section is just super heavy and super tight so yeah they are awesome i love this band uh, and they make a great cup of tea as well, <laughs> well <all right. laughs> so next up uh we have um, um three more songs here for part one so next up is brand new uh karoshi author new ep this one's called get out of my house dig this <laughs>
listening to it I'm thinking like, it's like well you don't need to go home but you need to get the fuck out of here so <laughs> you know and, and that's the kind of first thing I thought when I saw this song I was like oh this song's gonna be amazing and it, and it was the whole EP is great but this song uh, I was awesome I was like oh we gotta play this one get out of my house get out you know but great tune uh, and, and just like a grunge alternative electronic twist on this song with a with a, a little a little, a little touch uh, of uh that we'll call it uh down the rabbit hole influence which generally speaking this uh band you can go either way like rock saga or down the rabbit hole so yeah definitely <laughs> uh yeah man that was just brilliant that was such a crazy tune it was just ridiculously good uh, it's kind of industrial it's kind of punky in places uh it had that kind of um you know, hardcore metal 
electronic industrial thing. I don't know what you call it, that thing that they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think these are the guys with their bios is something like dance music to scare you. I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> well, <sure. laughs> yeah, I love it. And they're Australian as well, which I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. I mean, why not? But it just, yeah, it just, the, the, the whole thing is a crazy mix of amazingness. And I yeah, love it. Absolutely. So next up, uh, we have two more songs here for part one. So next up is a band called Follow Deep. And the song's called Break These Chains. Dig this.
tune i love the vocals and uh just some of the time signatures man have been crazy they these guys have been switching up not just them specifically follow deep but you know it's like wow can i play for for a bit of a loop there it's like, but that's cool man like I, like I like kind of be challenged when i'm listening to a song right yeah definitely no it's, it, that's a great tune it definitely yeah, reminded me of a heavy version of silver chair oh um, nice good call oh <laughs> yes buddy yeah that kind of thing which is um which is really good to hear. <laughs> yeah, man, I didn't think about that. That was a great call. Man, I loved that band until their um, their last album was just piss poor. Like I tried and tried and tried because I love that band so much so to try and get into the album. And no, 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 I loved Electric Ballroom. No, so just just after Electric Ballroom. Oh yeah, um, yes, it was because they had uh, Frog Stomp, which is a brilliant raw. Right. They were like fifteen when they recorded that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had uh, what's called Freak Show, I think. And then Electric Ballroom, which I, for me was the pinnacle. That was the it had the right amount of orchestration, and right. it had brilliant mix of tunes. And it had like, you know, Anthem for the Year Two Thousand was just like a big banging kind of great single, and it had. Um, to you in the year two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, exactly. Like... And then it had Anna's song, which is a really you know, oh yeah, deep, well that was, that was that was by Anorexia, right? So exactly, right? So you know, you had all those sorts of things, and then I can't remember what the album after is even called, but I tried, I really tried <laughs> <laughs> to get into it, and I just couldn't. In fact, it was I know what it's called. It's called Diorama. Oh, I think that's they, right. Yeah. I think they even reformed or something and did another one um, afterwards, which I never even. I mean, maybe I should go back and try, but Diorama just. I, I can't yeah, tell you how disappointed I was. <laughs> exactly like Days of the New, like Travis Meeks and Days of the New, like exactly yeah. that. First, the first album was great. Second album was pretty cool. And third album was kind of was like, oh, I was going to do better. The fourth album was just like, oh, what the hell are you doing? Like, Travis, give it up. Like, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you broke down and rebuilt one too many times. You know, like, <laughs> essentially, that, I mean, that, but that's just personal opinion. So don't get me wrong. To each their own. Oh, but yeah, that's my yeah, personal yeah. opinion is that he broke down and rebuilt one too many times. A lot of bands have done that, um, uh, obviously, in the past or replaced certain people. And actually, one of them being, actually, believe it or not, uh, Slipknot reformed after their first album, Iowa. 
before uh, um, subliminal verses. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's just disappointing when something just it's just not there. <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> and it's a real shame. And I even had. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the Freak Box or something. There was something that had like all the B sides mm. uh, to Freak Show, and um, yeah, it's just it was you know they were such a great band, um, and then yeah, it just turned rubbish. Anyway, uh, that's got nothing to do with that last song. That yeah, was a bit so last song <laughs> for part two after a long sidetrack, courtesy of myself, Doctor Bones, and Mike Five. Here we go with our last track of the night for part one. The band's called. Blue Kubricks, not as in Stanley Kubrick, the director, but uh, here we go with a song called Latin. Dig this. Never drunk enough to drive! Just kind of 
all over the place, but still like very, very cool. And uh, uh, well, a brand new, uh, well, kind of a debut on our show as well. Not a world premiere, but a new band playing on the show. And what a great uh, punk song that was. And I can't wait to hear more from them. Yeah, man. For me, that was like a, a punky Mars Volta. Okay, um, nice. Getting out of that. I love the um, crazy guitar solo in the middle uh, with all the, um, uh, uh, whatever the word is. What you, what's the, oh shit, no, I can't remember. Bridge? The, the, um, Bridge? No, 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 this, uh, no, it's gone. Trilling, is that the oh. word? No, anyway, something like that. Anyway, it's <laughs> very fast playing of guitar notes. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever that thing's called. Oh, I should know that, man. Maybe. Um, Anyway, I, I, I've lost it now. I thought that was very, very good. <laughs> it was a great tune. The solo was awesome. It uh, used a technique that I can't remember the name of, apparently. Um, and also, it sounded like a punky Mars Volta, which I already said. So, yeah, great way to end part one. Right um, on. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, just, I was going to say brilliant. That's it. Okay, okay, right on. So, we'll be back in about 15, 20 minutes, about quarter after 12, 12, 20. But until then, we're going to, like always, I'll let Dr. Krieger uh, kind of finish off part one. So we'll talk to you soon. Bones out. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrinky-dink that! Krigger out!